0: Well, after a bit of hiatus, as they do from time to time, our Sevens teams are gearing up for the first round, which is the 2nd, 3rd December uh, in Dubai. The top 12 men's teams, the top 12 women's teams, and of course New Zealand are defending champions In both the men's and women's in the World Series. But it's got a slightly different format this year with promotion relegation happening in June next year at Madrid. Now joining us now on the line is the head coach of the men's seven side. Wonderful player himself. Uh, Big fan of his because he played for Manawatū as well. Tomasi Tharma joins us. Tomasi, welcome in.
1: Hi, how are you? How's it going?
0: Very good. You've just had a training this morning. How's the team looking two weeks out?
1: Uh, yeah, we had a good training this morning. Uh boys are obviously looking in good shape and we're certainly looking forward to uh, the first tournament in Dubai in a couple of weeks' time.
0: How many players have you got training with you at the moment and how much do you have to whittle down to your final squad to go to Dubai?
1: Um, obviously, we've got some uh, boys are still uh, coming back from injuries. Uh, we've got uh, 16 players training so far. Um, and out of those sixteen, we'll uh, have to name thirteen to take to Dubai for our first tournament.
0: And it's the same thirteen because the week after that is Cape Town. So I'm imagining you go to New Zealand to Dubai, then straight to Cape Town, and then come back for Christmas before you go to Perth at the end of January. Is that sort of how it works?
1: Yeah, obviously the same thirteen will um, have to uh, go all the way to Cape Town. If uh, uh, you know by injuries, uh, but we do if we do pick up injuries, then obviously we'll call people over. Dubai. I don't know who's done the draw. We're in Pool A: New
0: Zealand, South Africa, Samoa, Canada. that's I know. There's that often used phrase, "Tomasi uh, Pool." If that is a tough opening pool for the opening tournament.
1: Yeah, I guess um, because of the format now with twelve teams in the draw, the way the draw has been set up, which you know is obviously when a, uh, there's few top teams in the same pool. But I think. Um, uh, it's going to be good for, for obviously the, the tournament, you know, you've got to see um, consistently good games, uh, big teams playing each other in pool, pool stages uh, rather than wait uh, for day two, So, which means it's, um, it's not going to be any easy games. Uh, we have to be on our toe from the get-go, so uh, we're certainly looking forward to that.
0: You had a team over at the Oceania Sevens, which I watched a little bit of in the weekend. Um, were you happy with the hit-out from the boys that you saw?
1: Yeah, we were very happy. I mean, uh, we went over a week earlier, a few days earlier, obviously, to uh, to our camp over there. Um, We didn't do a lot of um, uh, our rugby stuff over there. We just try and let the boys play and see where they're at um, around the game. And then obviously we try and work with them this week. But um, overall, you know, we can can see where we're at uh, physically um, and obviously around the game. Um, obviously playing Fiji, Samoa and Australia, uh, we were happy the way we played against those uh, three teams. Obviously they were top six in the world as well. So pretty happy with where we were at um, Round our prep, um, even the way we played last week to manage to come away with a win. So um, take that into our you know, give us a bit of confidence going to Dubai.
0: One of the big things in Sevens, Tomasi, as you well know, having played for a long time yourself, is conditioning. Um, and there's always a little bit of risk when, when players are away from the game and away from being centralised, that sort of thing, go away to their families and then they come back. Were you happy with their level of conditioning when they got back into camp with you?
1: Um, obviously, we have different groups. So there, 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 there are groups that are... Uh been in here and we've done a bit of training through the, through the season part, but um, a few boys came back from playing NPC. Um, so we, we can't really chuck them straight into it. And we just have to make sure that we, uh, you know, really plan well on how we um, manage their load throughout the week, build up the tournaments. And obviously some of those boys played last week. Uh, we have to manage their minutes. Uh, hopefully, you know, they don't get dinged up, but, um, We're pretty happy with uh, where they're at at the moment with us, so hopefully they'll be good to go. um, Come Dubai, obviously, we've still got a couple more weeks before we go, so um, we just make sure that we don't break them (laughs) and prepare them well. Big
0: news in the Sevens world in the last couple of days. Uh, Two big names, Michael Hooper and Antoine Dupont. Uh, looking like, well, Michael Hooper signed with Sevens, Antoine Dupont wants to sign with Sevens, of course, with the Paris Olympics next year, the Sevens being included. What was your initial reaction when you heard that two of the superstars of the 15s game who have a lot of eyeballs on them, what was your initial reaction when you heard they were coming over to the Sevens game?
1: Um, I think it's cool for the game. You know, there's uh, big names from 15s coming across um, it's good for you know obviously France in, in Australia that those guys putting their hands up to have a cricket sevens and um, like I said it's good for the game you know uh, for those big names to come across um, yeah it have be interesting to see how they go obviously a different game it's still a game of rugby just less numbers a bit faster so bigger good to watch them and see how they go.
0: My my initial reaction I was so excited for Michael Hooper I was I was pretty. Pissed off for him to be perfectly honest that he didn't go to the World Cup. I thought he deserved it. I thought he was good enough, all of that experience. Mm. I think he's about 33, 34 now. From what you've seen in him in 15s, what do you think is going to be maybe um, the thing that he's going to have to work on apart from fitness and learning the game? Do you think he'll take to it well?
1: Well, I think what you've seen in 15s, he's got a big tanky, you know, he's obviously fit, and I think it's just. Uh, the challenge with the game of sevens, you're going to operate at the level where you're going to be fatigued and, and tired. That's when you're going to start to see the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the knowledge of the game will come into play. Uh, the awareness of space and what to do when, you know, um, when to ball carry, when to pass, what line to run. And you do all that under fatigue. Um, and we always discuss here around your default sometimes will come into play and and majority of the time you see the default in sevens it's not pretty because mm. you operate at, at the level where you're under fatigue and stress and the boys that have been playing a lot of sevens, they'll pick up on those players really quick and they'll pick on them. Mm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see um, if they push them into their level and see how they operate. Is is therefore
0: the most important part part of your training sessions isn't the first ten minutes? It might be the last ten minutes when the body's screaming to to get to break me down, to to turn me off. But is that when your players learn their most when they're under the most fatigue? And do you target that?
1: Yeah, I think obviously you try and uh, get them really clear on what's their role like when they're not fatigued, and what does uh, their role look like under fatigue? And you know the game obviously changes. The game might slow down a bit. Uh, But sometimes at that point, I think, you know, I just shared with our boys this morning that that's where, I think when you're fresh, you you can win games, but under fatigue, that's when you win tournaments. Mm. Um, And that's probably where you separate, you know, the the big teams or top teams from others because they operate at at where most people won't operate at, but still really clear when you're under fatigue around what you're seeing. And what you try and execute and communicate those other things, I think the strength of most teams uh be tested at that point um and then I think you know the deeper you can go into those dark places and then you can still uh be clear on what you want to try and achieve and what you try and do then you probably come out uh, at the at the right end of the tunnel, I suppose.
0: Yeah, I was so stoked to see Tim Mickelson's back for, for another series. He's one of those guys when, you, when, when you're counting down the clock and you're 60 seconds to go and we might have a one-point lead or we need to get one more score. Tim Mickelson always seems to bob up. He's a veteran, but he's so important in those crucial times. He scored so many late tries when both teams are knackered. Tim Mickelson finds something within himself. How important a cog is someone like Timmy to you?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you said it, That you know, you just said it, um, how he finds something in himself. Um, I think what he finds from Timmy is obviously really, uh, is a competitive guy, he's a really competitor. Uh, he wants to win. And sometimes, as, as I said, in those later stages of the game, it's not about playing structure or system or the way you want to play the game, it's how much you want it. Uh, it comes down sometimes to the individual, the individual strength, some of these boys they might have the footwork or, you know, whatever their style they bring to the table, but for Timmy, sometimes you'll have, obviously, the speed and he's got a bit of footwork, but it's uh, hunger to win. It's deep down, you know, that, that's where he goes to. Um, and he trains their way as well. He doesn't want to let anyone down, and he goes, he just gives everything that he's got, every training, and then it shows up in the game and, uh, when we really need him, and he's obviously sometimes come out top because um, he trains their way as well, so he's the one that we always go to in in tough times, and he's been the saviour for for us in the last few years
0: yeah he's just brilliant and at the other end of the scale you've got you've always got a procession of young guys coming through and the guy that's been talked about a lot Peyton Spencer I'm guessing you're going to room Tim Mickelson with Peyton Spencer when you go away on trips
1: yeah it's something that we try and do obviously you know we've got a few uh, older boys in the squad and the young ones Um, which just try and make the connection with those players uh, share the experience from uh, the old boys to the young ones. Obviously, you know, a lot of young boys here are really talented young players. But if we can marry their, their, their up with, you know, the older boys, how hard they work. Mm. Um, if we can marry the two together, plus a bit of knowledge and wisdom from those old boys around the game, because good teams will shut down the talent and then, you now what's the go-to? is always just trying to go hard and work hard for each other. But then make sure we still uh, understand the details of the game, finding, you know, best space and all those things. But uh, I think uh, it's a good mix with our squad at the moment with the experience and the young guys coming through.
0: Do you find that there's some players that are just more suited to 7s than 15s? And I'm going to pick on someone here because I think he is a brilliant 7s player. And for me, he came out of nowhere. Leroy Carter... Is such an important component for our sevens. I just feel like he's DNA'd to be a sevens player.
1: Yeah, is. I think as you can, as you said, like the DNA of sevens. If you work hard, you're halfway there. Mm. You know, you give yourself a chance to, um, you know, dominate in the game, and that's where most people scared to play the game because you just, you just have to work hard. <laughs> Um, but for, for Leroy, obviously, we've been working hard with him. He obviously works hard, but we talked a lot around how do we reward his hard work because mm. he can't obviously keep operating that way for a long period of time, which he always does. But then there are points where he can um, dominate physically, but now it becomes you know, the technical side of things where he needs us to be smart, when to work hard, when to be smart, and let other people... Uh, do the job as well and rely on other people to help him or when does he need to help other people as well. So, But he's got, I mean, energy, He's fit, he's strong and he's obviously tough. His so team, as I said, they are really competitive and um, as you said, they probably the se- uh, seventh game him as well.
0: Uh, two more questions. One rugby, one one a bit of fun. I'll save the fun one to last. Uh, any... Debutants. I know you haven't named your squad for Dubai, but any new players in the camp for the first time this year that's taking your eye that will have a future not not necessarily immediate future, but a future in the game.
1: Um, well, obviously we just signed uh, a new kid uh, as being part of our squad. Now he's from uh, 2 um, I signed him up from club, playing club rugby. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, obviously, uh, he was the MVP for the Club Rugby in Mono II this year. Didn't get a chance to play NPC, but he went and played maybe two or three games for rubber and I've watched him play, and, you know, it's just raw talent, um, which sort of excites me. You know, I can work with that and uh, help out around his game. But we've got a few young boys uh, here in the squad, obviously Xavier, Tito Harris, Peyton Spencer, those boys, you know, they are talented rugby players and Peyton, you know, obviously is a tidy rugby player, doesn't make a lot of mistakes, mm. um, make, making good decisions, got good skill sets. Um, I think if he can um, keep working hard on um, his knowledge of this game and obviously, you know, looking forward into 15s, Um, obviously he's got the skills now and then uh, the good thing with sevens you know with people that do have skills you you have to execute the the skills really quick you're going to have to see opportunities really quick and then execute it and then be sharp with it but some of our young talent that's what they've got now and it's just how they operate under fatigue now be the challenge so Mm. we're working hard with that
0: Last question. We're running a we competi- well not a it's sort of a, a bit of a semi tournament here today. It's a bit of fun as we lead up to Christmas. And we're asking people, what's the most important thing if you're going to go to a barbecue? What's the most important piece of food that needs to be at a pub, at a barbecue for you? Tomasi Thama. Steak. <laughs> <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> and someone has voted for boiled cassava, and I didn't know what that was. And they said ask tamasi when he comes on because he thinks it's, a, it's a, Fiji, a Fijian dish, boiled cassava.
1: Yeah, and then it's like um, it's just like potatoes. Uh, okay. Yeah, and then you cook it the same as well. Um, you obviously uproot from the ground, and then you plant it and get it from. It's just like potatoes, but but better. That's what we had, it, it like uh, uh, cassava and then, but you have cassava and the um, steak. Uh, that's life, that's living.
0: Yeah, that's the complete diet for a sevens coach. I like it. Hey, Tomasi, <laughs> I can't wait for your team to hit the road. you got Dubai, Cape Town, Perth, Vancouver, Los Angeles, Hong Kong, Singapore, Madrid, Olympic Games. you got a big 12 months. Uh, we wish you all the very best. Thanks for joining
1: us today. No, thanks for
0: having me. Thank you. There he is, the head coach of the men's New Zealand Sevens team, Tomasi Tharma, one of the best exponents we've ever had in the Sevens jersey as a player, and he served as tutelage in the coaching staff as well for the Sevens. We're in good hands. We're in very good hands. Get your votes in for the must-have barbecues. Barbecue, food, at a barbecue in New Zealand. I've got a massive list. I'll get to more of them shortly.